0: Welcome to episode one of the Civilization Builders Podcast with me, your host Daniel. I wanted to give you all some background about who I am and the various experience that I have, and a little more about why I am thinking through these things and wanted to start this podcast. So, I've got, we've got I'm married, we've got three kids. Um, acres in southeast texas we do our best to raise as much of our own food as we possibly can and be able to give our kids the chance to live and work outside as much as possible to enjoy that play um, learn where their food comes from CLC I believe very much in food um, I care a lot about food. I think food is important, especially getting super high-quality food. It's obviously why we chose that path or one of the reasons we chose that path, but that will certainly factor in. I've got restaurant experience. I actually have a degree in hotel and restaurant management, so as I tell people, was primarily really a business degree, um, where instead of talking about widgets, we talked about hamburgers and hot dogs and pizza. got that degree behind it. I've managed um, a restaurant with about 90 employees. We averaged about $8 million a year. I did that for five years. I rose up to be effectively the assistant general manager of that. We didn't have that title for various reasons, but I did <clears throat> uh, I did fill that role effectively. I've run my own kitchen. I ran a kitchen at a youth... Uh, Christian Youth Camp up in the mountains of Colorado. Loved that. It was fantastic. Um, unfortunately, that ended up coming to an end, but such is life, such is the will of God. I, as well, I from the restaurant business, I jumped into the residential construction space. backyard. Concrete, pavers, outdoor structures, outdoor kitchens, all that good stuff. So anything in the backyard as well Do pool work. So I started as a project manager uh, managing individual projects. Started with about a million and a half dollars under my belt. I got up to, before we changed in some different directions, uh, I got up to managing, I had, I think the most I had was about three million dollars give or take, Um, and the next year would have actually been a little bit more than that, um, but we changed our model to get you. So I'm now a senior project manager and head of QC for them, um, where I've got guys underneath me who plan the jobs, and I review all of their documentation. They go meet with the clients, plan out the job, make work orders, make uh, confirmed the sold budget, confirm all of that pricing for our crews, set up schedules, I review all of that. So I've got lots of construction world. I've got lots of thoughts and care about that. i um, seen a lot of that over the years. Uh, housing is super important to me, so that will definitely come up at times. Uh, I'm also distinctly a Christian. Um, that is, as I mentioned in the intro podcast, uh, that is something that is very important to me. Uh, we are regular attenders of Sojourn Baptist Church in Oak Ridge, North Texas. Uh, that is a Reformed Baptist Church. Super important to me. I think um, I think I've God made this world. That is what I believe. I hold to that firmly. Um, I think he gave us lots of truth and I think we have wandered certainly from a moral perspective. Um, as you say, it's all a moral perspective, but uh, I think like there's certainly just the moral state of our country is very concerning. Really the world in general, but I think there's also a lot that gets lost in the normal kind of call it the moral conversation that happens when it comes to human sexuality, drugs, all that kind of stuff. The the normal conversation topics that happen there's obviously there's problems there and I agree with that. I think we have also and one reason I'm doing this and what I'm passionate about as well is some of that other stuff that is frequently missed. Frankly, like housing. We exist in a society that does not, like, housing is basically disposable in our society. Part of that, in fact, is we've shifted to a society where people are expected to move every two to five years. You don't stay, you don't grow up in the community you grew up in very possibly growing up in the home or uh, continuing to live in the home you grew up in and never moving out or that's where grandma lived and then when grandma passes away someone either moves in with her you know uh, later in life or they buy that home and continue to live through there and then their kids grow up there. We don't see that in our society so we live in a very disposable house and I've seen that a lot in just dealing with some of these new-build homes that are just a disaster. Um, the quality of them is so incredibly poor. And so um, I care a lot about housing. I think it's important. I think that, that food, all that kind of stuff that we don't normally associate with the morality conversation per se, but it's right where we live, what we eat, what we think about, what we engage with, um, on a daily, sometimes minute-by-minute minute basis, entertainment, obviously, but work, all of those things, those are family dynamics, uh, culture, community, all that kind of stuff. Those are things that are extremely important. It's not that I don't think that the human sexuality conversation is important. I think it very much is. But I think we've also, why some of these other things are important is we lost We let go of some of this, what felt like more minor things, things that didn't matter, quality of housing, uh, meaningfulness of work, obviously family structure. A lot of that we ejected from our lives long ago, and it's then caused more and more fractures in our society and enabled the human sexuality conversation to just fall apart, the to come in and all that kind of stuff so some of these are also right like as i will discuss there are you know some of these are long-running conversations the human sexuality conversation frankly is not new it's not new to our society uh you go back to greco-roman societies and it was a mess most societies are a mess um so we'll talk about that we'll also talk about the history of christianity all that kind of stuff so we'll we'll get into that um but that is who I am. Um, I'm in my mid-30s dealing with a lot about this stuff. So um, part of this is thoughts that I have. Some of this is just going to be straight up kind of stream of consciousness. These are the questions I'm struggling with, stuff I don't necessarily I have answers for, um, things I am thinking through and I'm not sure how to answer. And there's that's partially why this is here. Um, so I've... Obviously, we'll value feedback a lot, and as people have thoughts, um, I would love to engage with those across the board. Yeah, so that's a little bit about me, kind of where I'm coming from, um, my thoughts on this, um, my background theologically. I've got, um, as well, I've thankfully, my parents um, invested a ton in my and my brother's education. Home educated the entire way, which was amazing. Uh, We spent a lot of time, both actually for both of us in high school and pre high school and in college, in really strong humanities, reading the classics, thinking from a philosophical viewpoint, and I use that word kind of loosely and more generally. reading the classics, reading the Indian, reading the Iliad, reading um, Milton and Locke, and not just, not to say we, I agree with all of that, right, but a lot of it is also just, it, it's giving the background and being able to read things and investigate it, um, understand it, seek to understand it, and then deal with that from a Christian perspective. We had a there was a long time uh several years in high school where we had can't really remember what we called it at this point, but there was a group of us who we got together. We would watch movies and we would watch them, we tried to choose well, but we watched them, and then talked about them, discussed them from a Christian philosophical viewpoint. What is the worldview behind this? what makes sense what doesn't um how does this agree with or not agree with the Bible, what are the philosophical implications of this, so that was super enjoyable, so I've done a lot about that, I've moved away from a lot of that, just from a, uh, I haven't done a lot of that recently, so I've been trying to spend more time engaged, engaging my mind, I've Long, probably five to eight years ago, I switched all my content consumption in the car, largely, and even when I could fit it in and otherwise, instead of listening to music, listening to podcasts, audiobooks. I consume a lot of content, um, so I've always tried to do that, redeem the time I have in front of me, but it is not always, I would say I probably there have been times where I've I've shifted shifted more to trying to, uh, focus on quality content still, not just consuming junk or fluff, but probably more quantity over, uh, the philosophical engagement of really focusing in on something and really mulling it over and thinking about. So I'm trying to, I've been, over the last year or so, I've been trying to do more of that more, if you want to call it meditating, using the, the biblical definition of meditating, more thinking on things um, and trying to consider that. So that's a bit about me. It gives you a background on who I am, um, the things I have behind me, and why I care about this stuff. Uh, I really want us to be able to build good things. I think we exist um, in a world where... Good things are not necessarily being built. You are seeing a return to some things, but obviously we have a uh, ever accelerating desire to jump off the cliff. Um, I am as well from the Christian perspective, Christian theological perspective. I am a historical premillennialist. Um, that certainly is uh, that is my viewpoint. Um, with that, though, I do think we have, I think, due to just the implications of eschatology, for those of you who don't know eschatology is, basically the theology of the end times, um, we'll probably get into kind of breaking those down a little bit. Maybe at some point I will uh, be able to get someone, a, a post and historical premillennialist, to kind of get on and we can discuss kind of what all those are. But I think there are obviously implications to your eschatology. But I think there should be far less implications than we give it to. Certainly a frustration of mine has been, I feel like, the, the post-mill eschatological perspective it lends itself more to building things um, instead of just watching it all burn. Um and so that is also, I think, that I think there's, we're, we're called to, we'll get a little more into that. I, I think there's, most of that we're all called to regardless of our belief about the end time. So we'll get into that um, a bit more um, on a, another episode. So have a great day and do also the glory of God.